I go by the name, I'm your Pharrell, pusher. from the Neptunes, and I just want to let y'all know, I'm your pusher, the world is about to feel, something that they never felt before. QP Sports Exchange back on the air. Football Friday. Took the week off. Obviously, Christmas Day. Kind of explained that in B-Wall Monday. But we are glad to be back bringing you nothing but football heat. Now, I am recording this Thursday night. Right before New Year's. You know I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this for you. You know what I'm saying? Party about to jump off. But we got to drop this pot. That's what we do here. So I gave a week to some of the non-participants of the college football playoffs. So we have the final four. Okay, it's Notre Dame against the machine, a.k.a. the NFL factory, the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, one and four, that's your matchup. Then, obviously, two and three, you have Clemson and Ohio State. Now, Texas A&M. I know they're still screaming about not being in the college football playoffs final four. And the Ross from Friends, (laughs) er, Cincinnati football program, the Bearcats, they'll set their chance. They'll get to show the college football committee how good they are you know so i mean here's the deal i understand that these teams are upset and like i said we took a week off so everybody can kind of kick back on it you know and kind of reconcile themselves to ohio state notre dame clemson and alabama to those teams that do not think it's fair i am um going to tell you something that I heard on the Ringer podcast, which is the Ryan Rossillo podcast. He had a really good quote, and I am stealing it. So, Ryan Rossillo, shout out to you, brother. I love you. I loved you with SVP. I love you on your own, and keep doing your thing, bro. Um, He said that the college football playoffs are like a politician that we just don't trust. And then he said... Life is a maze of trying to avoid getting effed over. I don't live in that realm. But understandably, I can understand why College Station, you're upset. I can understand why Cincinnati, Ohio, you're upset. All right? But here's the thing. Don't sit there and and be mad at Notre Dame and Ohio State. You want to know what you need to do? I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. All right. You want to put yourself in a, in a chance where you are part of the dance almost all the time? All right. Texas A&M, this is for you. Cincy, this is for you. To both of you. Build your brand. That's why Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama, and Notre Dame are always there. Their brands are super, super big. It is what it is. Okay? Those teams... Our TV gold every year. So you got to get your brand 
built up in a certain way. So I'm going to help Texas A&M and uh, Cincinnati out in this situation. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Aggies of Texas A&M. So you want to be a consistent uh, challenger in the college football playoffs? Texas A&M, this is how you do it. You want to be consistent in the SEC. You want to be that 11-12 win team every year. Okay? You also want to be known for something, Texas A&M. Okay? You want to start building something where it's like it's, it's linebacker you or it's defensive lineman you. You want to have something that you can just put your hat on and say, listen, boys, you come here and this is what we do. We send defensive linemen to the league or we send linebackers to the league or wide receivers or whatever it is. You get one of those positions where it's like, okay, next five years, you're putting people in the first round and second round you know, every single year, that's how you get your program hooked up real nice and you start challenging Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Now, get your boosters involved, Texas A&M, and alumni. You know, build yourself a program, build your brand, find an identity that projects to the league, and then the boosters and the alumni, listen, you know what Oregon's um, athletic department looks like? Their football facility? You know what Clemson's football facility looks like? You know what Alabama football facility looks like? You got to spend the dough. You got to find it. You got to figure it out. Count on your guys. You know, Texas a and Johnny Manziel. Go get that dude and say, hey, we need you. We're going to pay you six figures. To, you know, rile out boosters and alumni to give money to the program. That's what you do, Texas and A&M. Now, for Cincy, it's not as simple. Cincy, you're in a tough spot. But I do have some suggestions. One, get yourself moved into the Big Ten. Become one of the big boys. Stop being an outsider. I know, here's the thing. Cincinnati would fit perfect in the Big Ten. Take Rutgers out on one of these other schools that doesn't have the tradition. Here's a Midwestern school that's built up their program, and they kind of deserve to be in the Big Ten. If you got rid of Rutgers and you added Cincinnati, that would be a win for uh, that would be a win for for the Big Ten. I understand TV rights and Rutgers is close to New York and. You know, it's in Jersey and all that sort of thing. But, you know, if you want to talk about traditional Big Ten football, you want to talk about hard nose, you know, Midwestern type situation, Cincinnati, get yourself into the Big Ten. And for all the crying that you're doing about how not fair it is, about how, you know, we play the schedule and we're, you know, we're pigeonholed because, you know, teams are scared to play us, that's how you get out of that. You go to the Big Ten. And you get yourself squared away. So though those are my little takes on the college football playoffs. I know that we didn't really hit it. Obviously last week when it was super hot. Like I said I wanted to give it some time. Plus it was Christmas. And you know you guys deserve to be with your loved ones. But I want to make sure that we have football Friday for the new year. So 
First of all, I want to give thanks to QP Nation. QP Sports Exchange would just like to say, listen, 2020 is over. 2021 is starting. We're super hyped. We're ready to go. But here's the deal. We're in 13 countries. Okay? That's amazing to me. It's it's such a blessing to me. And I want to take time to say thank you to everyone who tunes in, you know, once, twice a week. I don't care how you consume the product. I'm just glad that you're consuming it. And we just want to build from here. We just want to keep going. So shout out to Japan. Shout out to Australia. Shout out to India who downloads on a regular. I love you guys. Shout out to Russia. Shout out to the UK. Shout out to Germany. Shout out to Brazil who's getting it. Shout out to the North, Old Canada, the Maple Leaf, getting after it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the Pakistan, getting some. Love it. Even like the the Arab of Emeritus is getting us. That is crazy to me. But I'm humble, I'm grateful, and we're going to continue to grind. And you know... All of my fellow statesmen, I don't forget about you. We do this for everybody. It's an all-inclusive situation. But you know, I get down with the United States of America. Because that's where I'm at. So, shouts out to Charlotte. Shouts out to, you know, California Love. And shouts out to the other pockets of the country that are getting the show and understanding it. If you don't understand it, continue to listen anyway. You will get the show sooner or later. Either way, you're going to be better off for listening to it. So keep that in mind. So we're going to give you the uh, social media platforms that you can reach us on. All right. So on Twitter, it's QP Sports. That's it. Boom. Real quick, real simple. On IG, it's at QP Sports Exchange. We also have the website, which is questionpointpodnetwork.com. So, questionpointpodnetwork.com. So, you can reach us everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You can get the pod on iTunes. You can get the pod on Spotify. You can get the pod on Amazon Music. You can get the pod on just a lot of places. So, Download and subscribe, rate and review, you know what I'm saying, so we can get better. We can build this thing and continue to have the funky train rolling. Without further ado, we'll get into the rest of the pod. And that is coming up now. to some NFL now. So I'm going to propose the question for you. All right. So my football people out there, this is for you to put on your GM hat and get after it. So here's a question. For the NFL teams that are not Jacksonville, 
or the New York Jets? What is the move at quarterback? All right. So here is my thought bubble for the day. All right. So in the draft, you have probably about six quarterbacks that are like guys that you feel that can carry a franchise or they have the potential to carry a franchise, right? So those guys are Trevor Lawrence of Clemson, Justin Fields of The Ohio State, Zach Wilson of Brigham Young University, Trey Lance of North Dakota State, Mac Jones of Alabama, and Kyle Trask of Florida. All right, so those are six quarterbacks. So I'm getting poking around trying to find out information and so there are seven teams that currently are really devoid at the quarterback position. Okay? So there are seven teams. So we named two of them. So then you have the Bears, the Colts, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Washington football team. Right? Okay. So you have seven teams and you have six quarterbacks in the draft. So I asked that question again, right? If you're an NFL team and you're not the Jags or the, or the Jets, what's the plan next year at the quarterback position? Are you going into the draft? Are you positioned well enough to get the guy you need? Are you, are you in love with anybody past um, Trevor Lawrence? Are you a Kyle Trask guy? Did you see enough of Trey Lance to say that could work in the NFL? I mean, these are questions that GMs are going to put their jobs on the line for come this, you know, we're going in 2021 right now. So we're at the last week of the NFL season. We are going into the playoffs. But for a lot of teams, playoffs are done deal. Not going to happen. So they get a jump on scouting and seeing who is doing what, who's, you know, who has crazy arm strength, who has um, a good knowledge of the passing game and the route trees and things of that nature. So it's a it's such a crapshoot when you're going into the draft. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. I look at the draft that had Jared Goff, you know, and I look at that draft and I'm going like, man, you know, and that was Carson Wentz draft as well. And now Dak Prescott looks, even though he got injured, looks more, you know, credible at the quarterback position than both of those guys combined. Wentz lost his job to Jalen Hurts, who we didn't even know if he was going to even play quarterback in the league. He knew. Shouts out to Jalen Hurts. Stay a quarterback, bro. Do your thing. But Wentz lost his position. Goff looks completely inept. I am so upset as a Ram fan, and everybody knows that I am one. And Coach T is a Carolina fan, and he's looking at Teddy Bridgewater. At least he's in a little bit better position if he wants to draft a quarterback. But I'm sitting here with Jared Goff, and we're just good enough to barely make the playoffs or just good enough not to make the playoffs and not have that, like, incredible 2-14 and 14 season that you need to be at the top of the draft. So it's such a dilemma and it's such a tricky situation to be in. Now, the one thing that I would ask 
some of the teams that are looking for quarterbacks, are you set up to be ready for the quarterback? Like, if you're New England and you know you don't have any weapons, do you take the draft and say, okay, we're just going to get weapons? You know, one, two, and three, right? We're going to get like a, you know, a, a dynamic wide receiver or a dynamic tight end. And then in the second round, we're going to go offensive line. And then in the third round, you know, if we didn't get the tight end or we didn't wide receiver in the first round, that's where we're going to go. Or vice versa, if the talent is so rich and you got first round talents dropping to the second round because of, you know, a push of quarterbacks towards the first round, and you have, like, some second-round steals as far as wide receivers are concerned, do you grab that guy in the second round? You know, and then pick a free agent quarterback. Because there will be some available. I mean, some of the some of the rumors that are going on out there are really crazy. So Carson Wentz, he lost his job. So I don't know how Philadelphia is going to keep somebody who's making 30, 33, 34 million dollars on the bench next year. I mean, they can because of the fact that, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't making a ton of money. So, I mean, really, you could say, you know, the quarterback position is tied up with the starter not making a ton of money, but your backup could be making crazy money. So you could run it back that way. I don't know if you would because just the drama of, you know, having Carson behind Jalen might not be good for him. Matt Stafford might be gone. You know, not to listen. Matt Stafford deserves better. Um, I always wondered if he would be on a team like New England or Pittsburgh, what he would look like, you know. I I think that he's gotten a somewhat of a raw deal. I think he did go through a stretch where he was just throwing crazy interceptions every year. He was throwing like 17, 18 interceptions, and, you know, that was not great. But this year, I mean, he has like nine. You know, um, the offensive line hasn't been great. You know, his his he has weapons, which is great. So he he might be the most desirable guy out of that group. Then you got like Sam Darnold. There's even a report that Daniel Jones might be on the move. And by the way, if you hear little pops in the background, you know it's getting time, get close to that time. New Year's is upon us folks. So you know what I'm saying everybody out there partying and celebrating. But there it is again. Yeah. They getting after it. But we're going to try to push through this podcast real quick. So, there's an even report that Daniel Jones might be out there as well. Matt Ryan might be available. And then you got, like, Josh Rosen, right? You got that guy who was a first-round talent, got drafted, kind of lost his way, had some real bad situations, got got uh, really tossed to the side real quick for – Kyler Murray, and then, you know, trying to establish his value again, you know. So there's a lot going on in the NFL. And I asked the question again, what is your strategy? If you're a GM for your team, and let's say your team needs a quarterback, what do you do? 
are the pieces available? I mean, are the pieces set for a quarterback to walk in? So if you wanted to draft a rookie right now, do you have a pretty good offensive line? Do you have like two or three good weapons, you know, that he can rely on? You know, I got a dude I can swig it out to the backfield, whatever the case may be. I got you know, a tight end that I can go over the middle with. And the 50-50 ball is really not a 50-50 ball with my wide receiver because he gets them. He just goes He just goes and gets them, right? So, I mean, if you have that team, you probably want to go with a rookie because the upside is and the potential is there and it creates excitement for your fan base. But what happens if you don't? What happens if you do not have the pieces? You know, I think the best situation might be um, Indianapolis, right? You know, they might have the best situation because their offensive line is good. They're, they're, they have a good running back. Uh, Taylor has seemed to got rid of the fumble-itis that he had in Wisconsin and early in the year. So, Indy looks real good. So, Colt fans, I ask you the question. Do you want Phillip Rivers? Do you want Carson Wentz? Do you want Matthew Stafford? Or do you want to try to take your take your luck, try your luck in the uh, draft? I mean, that team is ready. The team is ready to go. You know, they might need another outside weapon, but you can get one of those, right? Because they the college has been putting in at least a good good six seven wide receivers into the NFL and usually you don't have to get the first round dude you can get like the second round dude third round dude and he turns out just as good you know Debo Samuel is awesome I love that kid that kid plays hard you know uh Cooper Cup wasn't a first round pick you know uh, so there's a lot of guys out there that aren't the, you know, didn't get drafted in like the first 15 picks and still turned out to have great careers or good starts to careers and things of that nature. So it really is a, a quandary and it's a, it's a GM nightmare, you know, take for instance, this, all right. So last week, uh, Dwayne Haskins got waived. From the team that resides in the metro D.C. area. So he went unclaimed. And now he's a free agent. Okay. So his resume reads like this. He's 3-10 and 10 as a starter. So 3 wins, 10 losses. He's thrown for 2,804 yards in his career so far. Now he's had 12 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Now albeit... A lot of stuff going on with that team, right? Owner, we have a new regime, right? They kind of gave up on them, you know. And, you know, here's a, here's a kid that's 23 years old. He's two years removed from, like, a awesome Heisman Trophy-type season at Ohio State. You know, do you take a chance on that kid? Because of the upside. Because he throws the ball. I mean, as far as his 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 throw power, I mean, he can make all the throws. You know, get it to the outside, hit the same route, you know, 
tight windows type of thing. Can you harness it? Can you harness that guy? If you have all the pieces like Indianapolis, right? And you're saying, oh, man, a young signal caller to, you know, set us up for the next 12 to 15 years. Sounds perfect. And if you look at them, you go, man, I could that kid right there in my system. I probably could definitely turn this kid around. But then you start looking into Haskins and, and, and seeing maybe not just on the field, but off the field. You know, it's just a scary proposition. If you believe in your infrastructure, like if you're uh, the Patriots, do you take a chance on them? You know, because Bill has had his, uh, his, uh, sprinkled his Patriot dust on many a guy. Randy Moss, Cam Newton has been an excellent citizen. You just can't throw the football anymore, unfortunately. You know, he's had some guys. Corey Dillon comes to mind. He was supposedly a troublemaker. So Bill Belichick can get guys like that and turn them around, get them in New England, get them into the Patriot way, and just create magic. You know, he has a pretty good track record with quarterbacks, not just with Brady, but look at some of the other guys who extended careers and stuff like Hoyer went out and got a starting job for a little while that's crazy right um Castle who put up a a 10 and 5 season got mad money from Kansas City right I mean that was probably ill-fated so I understand that situation but they've had and then you have Jimmy Garoppolo who got money too and he was a promising looking quarterback. So they've had had a trend of developing quarterbacks that end up starting in the league. So if you had Dwayne Haskins at 23 years old coming off a couple years ago where he was he tasted a bunch of success at Ohio State, and you think that you have the infrastructure to make him, you know, the quarterback that you always thought he would be, and you can turn that prospect into reality. And turn this guy into a starter for 12 to 15 years. And you can get him on cheap money right now because of some of the incidents. Because here's the thing. You got to worry about his maturity. Late for meetings. There's rumors and actual real, real counts that this dude likes to hang out in the strip club. You know, and also being in a sense, socially kind of inefficient with not wearing the mask. So not following the COVID-19 protocols. I mean, this is just, I mean, I know he's young, but the one thing about the quarterback position, we hold that dude to a higher standard. You know what I'm saying? You can't come and, you know, if you're a, a running back or a defensive back, being in a strip club, unfortunately, is one of those things where, with them, you kind of go like, yeah, that's that's our running back. You know, that's our defensive back. But when it's the quarterback, the quarterback is like the CEO of the team. That guy can't get caught in strip clubs. He's like a politician. That guy, that would be salacious for a quarterback. Don't be caught. Think about what happened to Jimmy G. As soon as the video broke. That he was sitting there going to dinner with a porn star. That dude's career went 
trash. Super trash. He has a been to say. You know what I'm saying? And like you, even though it might not have anything to do with that date with the porn star, and it might not have anything to do with going to the strip club, the stigma and the optics of it stay with the quarterback. That's always with them. Oh, yeah, he can't be the face of our squad because this is what he's doing, you know. And whether it's tr- whether it's uh, you know, fair or not, that's just the way it is. When you're the quarterback, you're held to a higher standard. You need to you need to act in such a way that is beyond reproach. So I hope Dwayne Haskins learns his lesson. I hope that. He does not waste his God-given ability. I hope he latches on to a team. I hope that he either A, gets a team that he can start for, or maybe even go to a guy who's really adept at being a quarterback. You know, like, I understand that, you know, Green Bay has Jordan Love. He's apprenticing under uh, Aaron Rodgers. But you want somebody like that to kind of apprentice Dwayne Haskins. And give him the knowledge and just have him watch, you know, Aaron work and what Aaron does. Now, he might not be able to do all the things that Aaron does, but maybe he can take some nuances of Aaron's game and filtrate it into his game. And he becomes a better quarterback by just sitting back and watching for a year. So, you know, like if he went to, I'm trying to think of a team that he could go to. And be behind a quarterback where, yeah, he'd be the backup, but he wouldn't make a lot of noise because the dude is so good. I think the only other guy that I would put him behind would be like Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, Patrick would obviously be the clear starter there, right? No, Nobody's going to sit there and say, oh, we got a quarterback controversy. Dwayne Haskins. You know, 15th overall a couple years ago, 2018. um, You know, he's pushing Mahomes for his job. No, that's not reality. That's what nobody would ever, ever say that. So going somewhere like that, being under Andy Reid, look at what Andy Reid did for Vic. Remember some of the quotes that Vic said. He said he didn't understand the quarterback position until he went to Philadelphia. Like he relied on his talent and his and his God-given gifts alone in Atlanta. And it served him well. But he said he learned how to play, play the quarterback position in Philadelphia under Andy Reid. So that would be a good place for Dwayne Haskins to go to. You know, just a thought. Just keep on, you know, keep on understanding that these questions, you know, you hit me up on Twitter at QP Sports. You hit me up on Instagram at QP Sports Exchange. Man, hit me up. Tell me what you think of this. Tell me what you think of your team. Does your team need a quarterback? Are you straight? Is everything rolling well? Your dude is progressing. You know, if you got a young quarterback, kudos to you. You know, if you're, obviously, if you're Seattle or Kansas City or, uh, you know, Green Bay, you're probably set. You know, other teams, maybe not so much just because of age and things of that nature. Or just the dude is just not that good. Look at what Chicago's going through. Look at what Minnesota's going through. 
teams are pretty set. They just need a quarterback, right? See how such it's such an inexact science. It's such a just a mind blowing inexact science that you get a guy and he looks like Superman, and then you get him on the field and it just turns to just just a puddle of pudding. This dude is just melted into the ground. You know, I mean, I'm looking at regression on Jerry Goff right now and just going, I don't even know who this dude is right now. I just have no clue. And it must be just absolutely heart-wrenching for general managers like Les Snead and, and people like this and, and uh, with Pace in, um, in Chicago, right? You got these dudes, you drafted them, you think you put them in the right system, quarterback friendly, offense friendly, you know, you know, guys who are known for offensive um, ingenuity and uh, McVeigh and uh, Nagy. And it's like these guys are just, man, it's you just sit there and you just go, I don't understand. You got these weapons, offensive line is holding up pretty well. What is going on? It's harder to pick a quarterback than people think. And that's why I keep on saying, why are we, when a quarterback comes up because it's free agency, why are we just automatically saying, oh, oh yeah, he's a starting quarterback in the league. He gets no minimum $35 million. That makes absolute no, absolutely no sense to me. It will never make sense to me. And I will continue to pound the table for it. Go back into the archives. Listen to the first pod. QP uh, Leapfrog. It's the first pod I did. This is now the 28th pod. And we're going into the new year with a bang. Because the fireworks are jumping off at the crib. It's getting time. It's getting crunk. I'm excited. You're excited. We're going to talk a little bit more football. And then I'm going to let you go into the night. go without a couple of games so you can you know what your whistle when it comes to the betting aspects so we're going to focus in on the two college playoff games all right so Notre Dame is a 19 and a half point dog against Alabama all right so here's the thing on this as I adjust my chair so excuse me this is one of those, do you believe in Ian Book and you believe in the Fighting Irish or you don't? Do you believe that the win against Clemson early in the season was them or was the reality of the first pick overall just going to annihilate them and now you got Alabama who is just as talented on both sides of the football, and they're going to smoke them too. And it really just comes down to that. Do we know if Notre Dame has enough talent to hang with the Alabama Crimson Tide? Well, here's the thing. It's a 19.5-point spread. 
That's huge. You know, I mean, you can look at it two ways. There might be a filling out process until maybe in the second quarter. And then the offenses get going. And then we see what happens and we see if it's just a talent, a talent, um, just chasm between the two and Alabama rolls them. Or Ian Book, you know, wakes up up the echoes, you know what I'm saying, and gets that team close. I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. I'm sorry. Fighting Irish, and by the way, Karen Blanks, I know this is a friend to the pod, close friend. She is a fighting Irish fan. She loves Notre Dame with all her heart. Her dad loved Notre Dame and Nebraska football. Shouts out to Fred Pruitt. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Fred. But this is to Karen. Okay, so Ian Book, good quarterback. They got a lot of weapons. Can they hang with Alabama? Man, oh man, I want it to be true. I would love for this game to be close. I would love to know that my New Year's Day games are going to be awesome. I just don't know. But I don't know if it means that Alabama is necessarily going to beat them by basically almost three touchdowns. Could it be somewhere in the middle? Could it be a, a resounding victory and Alabama beats them by 17 points, which is not able to cover the spread? That's kind of where I'm looking at it, where it's something where it's 33-16, you know, something like that. Uh, I would I want Ian Book to just sling the ball around the yard and keep Notre Dame close and just see what Alabama would look like in the fourth quarter in a real game. You know, because that game against Florida when Kyle Trask hadn't, you know, obviously declared himself for the draft or whatever the case may be, um, God, that, that guy looked terrible in his bowl game. That guy, you can tell that guy checked out. He was like, yeah, I got to get ready for the draft. I don't know if I want to be here. Yeah, and then three interceptions later, that dude was out. He was like, I'm out. It's been lovely. He put up a really awesome uh, uh, so long video to the uh, fans of the uh, Gator Nation. But my man, it was it was super produced to the hilt. You know, thanks to the audio video uh, department at the University of Florida. Think to the journalism class of, or the production studio of uh, University of Florida put that together for him. I wonder if it was that before or after the three interceptions. I bet you it was before, because <laughs> my man was not in that game. But um, getting back to Ian Book, is he is he able to keep them in games? I don't know if the the receivers are explosive enough to get away from the Alabama defensive backs. They have pros all over 
the secondary. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, God, oh, I don't want to say it. All right, prediction here. I'm gonna say that the Golden Dover Domers they are going to actually cover. I'll say it's gonna be 33 to 16. They're not gonna win. I would love to, for them to keep it close as long as they possibly can. Karen, I'm sorry. I wish I could give you better news. You know what I'm saying? I hope this doesn't hurt the friendship. But Irish 16, Alabama 33. Now, Ohio State and Clemson. Clemson is favored by 7.5. All right. Well, here's the deal. Here's what it comes down to. This game is all about Justin Fields. And he has a lot to gain by playing well. Because Zach Wilson of BYU in a lot of circles has become QB number two. You know, when it comes to the draft. All right. Now, obviously, they haven't got these guys, you know, in their, you know, in their camps and, and see the arm strength and all that. And the talent evaluators haven't started to pick them apart yet. But there are some circles that have Zach Wilson as QB number two coming off the board. And if that's the case, Justin Fields has some pressure on him. Yo. Go put out a great performance. Lead your team to victory over Trevor Lawrence, who is QB number one in the NFL draft. And for Justin, I hope he's able to do it. I hope he is. Now that performance against Northwestern, you could say, bunch of COVID situations. How's the COVID situation now? You know? So... With that being said, what do we think about this seven and a half? I mean, clearly both teams are super talented. They have five stars all over the board. They get it real dirty, get it real crazy when it comes to the recruiting aspect. These dudes know how to recruit like no other. Yo, C-Bus, I see you out there. Yo, Clemson, what up? I see you. ESPN rankings always in the top three, always getting in. Okay? So, we're going to see two very, very talented teams. Here's the thing I just think Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are too much for the Buckeyes. I think that is world class. Definitely playing on Sunday at a high-level type situation. And they're going to win this game by 10. And Ohio State is going to go home. And we're going to have another Clemson-Alabama final. Not like I'm happy about it. I would love chaos to, to reign supreme. I would have loved to see like some weird college football playoff situation where Cincinnati somehow gets in this. But it just didn't happen. Sorry, Ross, from Friends. Er, the Cincinnati football program. Check out the, listen, go to the archives and get the earlier pods so you can get these jokes. 
It's love, Cincy. You know I love you, but you know you are Ross from Friends. And the college football committee is Rachel. And you never catch her. You just never, you, your fingertips touch her, but you never get her. <laughs> I still love that one. All right. So with that being said, we're going to shut this down. Listen, here's the thing. If your 2020 wasn't fantastic, I get it. I understand. I went through some personal stuff this year, um, some family stuff that in pre- probably over the last couple months that has not been great. Um, I keep on giving just all glory to God because he allows me the strength. He allows me the creativity to do this pod for you. And it has been an absolute pleasure to bring it to you basically for half a year and we go into next year stronger together. Hopefully at some point COVID ends. Hopefully at some point we can get back to going to games. Hopefully at some point, you know, we don't have to worry about masks and things of that nature and vaccines. But right now we got a mask up right now. We just got to keep, keep social distancing and, and doing that whole, whole thing. So we can have a better tomorrow. But I want to leave you with this. Just be kind to one another. Tell your loved ones how much you appreciate and love them. And if you have have it in you, if you have it in your means, help out a neighbor. It's a tough time. It's a tough time in America right now. And I hope that these like 45 to an hour podcasts have been helpful to kind of... Um, you know, take you away from it. Hopefully you gain some knowledge. Hopefully you laughed along the way. And hopefully we just continue to entertain you. That's the biggest goal of this podcast. Like I said, we're 13. We are in 13 different countries, folks. QP Nation, again, thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, subscribing. Please rate and review also, please follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I promise with more followers, I will actually be a little more engaging. Um, normally, I'm just kind of promoting the pods and promoting the um, the website. You know, if we have a new uh, blog up or whatever. But I like to get into it. Please hit me up. Um, follow me at QP Sports. And on Instagram at QP Sports Exchange. Because this is an interactive community. It is a community. I feel close to you. I hope you guys are in the trust tree with me. And here's the thing. Cheers. Be safe tonight. You know what I'm talking about. Or be safe. Or I hope when you listen to this podcast, if you got a crew coming over, you know, to watch the football games or whatever, be safe. Don't do anything crazy because we'll be back for Football Friday next week. Keep in mind that B-Ball Monday comes to you in three days. Can't wait for that. All right. Um, Again, have a blast in 2021. I look forward to bringing more heat, more energy in 2021 as we move 
this absolute raging locomotive of a podcast to the next level. Y'all know what I'm talking about. QP Nation, QP Sports Exchange taking over in 2021. And with that said, I'm out.